Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. Thank you for being so good to us and so thankful for it to us. And we give you the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, I'm excited. Anybody excited for today? Today is the day that the, the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Who has made it? Who? The Lord. the Lord. What does the Lord mean? Yahweh. Yeah, Yahweh, yeah. What does Yahweh mean? I am that I am. Ooh, I love that. So I'm, I'm going to start in Hebrews, then I'm going to go to Psalms, then I'm going to go to Jeremiah, and I might get out of Hebrews. Okay? So we'll shoot for getting out of Hebrews. So, but I'm going to go in Hebrews 11, 1. I think it's real important, and like I've got so many things flinging through my mind that I want to share. I don't know if I can get, like I can't even get like this much of it. And so I was like, come on, Jesus, that's not fair. We need like three hours, and I don't think people will sit here for three hours, because by the time I got three hours, I'd need eight or nine. Because when you really start digging into the Word and start, like you get excited, because this book is about Jesus, but it's also about you. And it's about you and your relationship with God. Not just the part where you just accept Jesus, but the part from Genesis, from the very beginning. He was in all things, and through him all things came. Which means who? You, right? And so you are connected. You are from the Father. And he's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He's the one that created it all. And so he loves you, and he's for you. And so... There's something powerful when, when you start start seeing. Like I've been looking at verses, and now I, when I look at them, like I've read them all my life and seen one thing, and then you just tweak one thing. Like in the Hebrew language, a lot of things are pictographs, right? The letters aren't just letters, but they have a pictograph to them too, right? And so, so like, for instance, a, a letter is A, and it's the 16th letter of the al- alphabet, but it also represents a number... 70, which is my favorite year ever because I'm 70 years old. No, I'm not 70 years old, but I was born in that year, right? So everything in that year was really cool, right? And so, so I know it because I was there. I remember every bit of it, right? And so, but it's A and it means 70, but there's a pictograph too that you go back and you can see the, the Hebrew letter and the Hebrew meaning. But when you go back to the pictograph, it was, you know what it was? Let me let me write this. It was a Anybody know what that looks like? Can everyone see? What is it? I. I always thought they did that because it was iron. You know, I said it's iron, right? And so, so that's how I remember it, right? Iron. Then you've got rash, and that's backwards, and it's like you like my R. I'm right in Hebrew, so I have to do it the other way, right? But resh, what is resh? It means the head. 
right? So it's the head. It's a talking head. Can you can you kind of see the head in that? And then you got hay, and you know what hay is, right? It's a hay bill. No, that's not what it is. I'm just messing with you. Then you've got hay, which is a spirit, which is which is life, which is breathing life. And so 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 you got resh, ayin, and then I'm gonna write. Hey, okay. Can you guys read that? Okay. Okay. So, so, but you got a picture. You got a head. You you've got a, an eye, and then you've got hey, which is uh, I don't know how to draw breathing life into something or the spirit, right? When 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 God breathed life into a piece of dirt, Adam, he went hey, hey, right? What's his name? Yud, hey, vav, hey. Right, and so you can see it's it's the spirit of God, it's the breath of God, it's life, and everything has has a has a picture to it too. And so, the more I dig into it, like I love digging into it because it comes to life, and and I love when when the word of God comes to life for me in that way because it gives me a picture. So if I said, I've got a pink Cadillac out there. I just got a pink Cadillac, and do you know what? I'm going to give it to you because it has your name on it. How many of you guys, when I said I have a pink Cadillac, seen the letters P-I-N-K-C-A? I don't know how to spell Cadillac, but you get the point. How many of you guys, when I said I have a pink Cadillac, the letters flashed across there? What did you see? Did anybody see it in their mind when I said I have a pink Cadillac? Did, you guys, did anybody picture a pink Cadillac? Yeah, everybody did. Why? Because when we think, we think in what? In pictures. And so when we read the Bible, God's painting a picture. He's like the greatest artist there ever was, right? And so when you can go back and understand it that way, and, and he says something, like how many of you know what David looks like? King David. Like... You hear a story of King David, do you ever see the picture like play out in your mind? Like what he's not invisible. Like he's a real or Abraham. What did Abraham look like? What did Moses look like when he was coming down? Most of us it's Charlton Heston. Right? I didn't like that Moses, right? So I went I made up my own Moses, right? What what do they look what do you do? When you read it, you see. Why do you see? Because that's how God created us. And it's not just, you're not seeing with your physical eyes, right? You're seeing with what? The eyes of your, of your spirit, right? And so, so that's how God talks to us, is through pictures and through stories. And, through, and that's why the Jewish people, like for years and years, this wasn't even written down. Do you know how, how the Torah was passed down? Verbally. Verbally, from family to family to family. And then they, when they started writing the Torah out, if you, when, when the scribes would write it out, if they missed one little thing, they could be the very last line of the entire Torah. And if they missed one little thing, do you know what they had to do? Rip it up and start all over again, right? And so um, the, the reason being is because God's like, yeah, let's get this right. You ever see that game where like you whisper into one person's ear and then by the time you get all the way over there, it's like something totally different, right? I hear it all the time when people ask, what did you preach on, Pastor James? And I tell them, like, that's not what I heard. 
Why is that? Because the word's alive, really, actually. And the Holy Spirit will minister. You can preach something that you don't even think is going to affect someone because it's affected you a certain way. And someone with a totally different need is going to get blessed because God's word's alive. Right? And so, and because we all come from our perception of, like a lot of our problems in our life come from our perceptions from what we've learned from other people. Right? I mean, think about that coming up. You're, you go to school, you got your parents, and I know all your parents are perfect like mine were. Ne- never made a mistake, right? You know, all this stuff. And then, so you see how other people live around, and they have these sayings that they have, and then all of a sudden you start taking these sayings, and then that becomes your perception. So now when you apply it to the Word of God, what happens? Everything's filtered through those perceptions, Right? And so someone says something, and you're like, oh, yeah, well, that's what God's saying. And it's like, well, really? Like, really? I mean, the Holy Spirit will get across when he needs to get across to you one way or another. But he's so much bigger and greater than what we are if we learn to trust him, right? So, so it's not just about, about our perceptions and our history. And we got this memory bank, and, and I was uh, – actually, I, I'm – Lady I train a horse for is a psychotherapist, which, which I am not a client, by the way, right? But she, she's like, I was talking, I was like, hey, I heard this. Is this right? I was like, 50% of the stuff that, that um, you remember, right, isn't accurate. She said, that's exactly right. And she said, do you want to hear something else really cool? I was like, what's that? She's like, 10% of everything you say to someone else is all anyone remembers. That means 90% of the things that someone's trying to tell you, you only hear 10% of it. Now think about that. So here, 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 like that's like nuts. Think about that. 90% of what I'm saying up here, you guys are going to barely remember I said, hi, I'm Pastor James. No? No? No, you're not, because you're not just hearing with your physical ears, but you're hearing with your spirit, right? So, but it makes me think we get so stuck on our memories. We get so stuck on what we're hearing, and 50% of our memories wrong off the bat, and then you go longer, it even gets worse, right? And... And 10% of what someone told us is about all we're going to remember. And we bank on that like it's gospel. We, we build our perceptions in our lives on that like it's gospel. And, and we walk out of that like it's gospel when it's not gospel. This is the gospel, what God says. He actually said, my ways are not your ways. Neither are my thoughts your thoughts. Uh, why did he say? Because my ways are way higher than your ways, as the heavens are above the earth, right? Was it? Now, that's really big. That's in Isaiah. That's one of my favorite, favorite verses. And, and so, but think about this. So, so his ways, I always think about it like this. Anybody play music? So they have notes, right? I think this is a note, right? Am I right? Could be. Could be, right? This is a note, right? It means something, right? Say, 
I don't know anything else. <laughs> See, I don't speak the language. So I ain't even on this chart, right? But there's certain sounds, certain frequencies that things make. When you tune in your TV or your radio, do you know what it tunes into? Frequencies. Do you know what we do? We put off a vibration. When, when, when um, we're going up to a horse, a horse can hear. Really, they cannot. I don't think they just hear it, but they feel it from over four feet away. They can feel your energy. Why? Because this is science. Like This ain't woo-woo stuff, right? This is science. You literally are vibrating, right? When you think your thoughts are running on frequencies, that's why they can hook those things up to your head, and it goes on a sheet, and it goes like this. Why? Because it's a frequency, right? So God's saying, my thoughts, like, they ain't even here. They're like, up here. I don't even know if there's a sound for that on the music scale, right? But say, let's say that God's thoughts are right here. And you're thinking down here. He's saying, man, I love you so much. I created you in my image. You're my favorite son. And you're down here, I'm a rotten worm. I'm no good. I'm a rotten sinner. You're playing a totally different note. And if God's playing this note and you're playing this note, what happens when you're out of tune? Like, I know well, because I sing out of tune. Like, when I turn the radio on, sometimes it's out of tune. That's how bad I am. Right? What happens? Like, if one person's playing all the way down here and another person's playing, right? That's why we call them what? Chords? Are they chords? We all want to be in one accord? You're like, how are we going to fit all those people in a car? Never mind. Okay, I will move on, right? So, so they're chords, right? There's different chords. If you're playing in one chord and someone else is playing in another, honestly, I will, I will make this, I know nothing about music. So I'm trying to make a point about with something I know nothing about, but I know enough to mess this up in your minds forever, especially the musical people, right? But there's different chords. So if you're playing up, God's playing up here, and you're playing up here, and you're wondering why you just keep feeling worse and worse and worse. And do you know what? When you start playing here, then someone else comes along, and they're like, yeah, I'm a rotten sucker. And you know what? I agree with you. I don't agree with God. And so you find more people that are playing on the same chord. Do you ever, my mom always told me, he's like, she's like, you won't ever go higher than the friends you hang out with. It's important to find who you hang out with. Why? Because if you're playing there, I don't want to find someone who's playing here. I want to find someone who's playing here or up here. Right? Why? Because I learn how they think and I can get on their wavelength. But I've got the king of the universe the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the great I am that says, I am strong, I am healthy, I am fit, I'm a great husband, I'm handsome. He's saying all this stuff, and I'm not going to come into agreement down here with this, as the heavens are higher than the earth. What's he talking about? He's not talking about, oh, well, the heavens are higher. Well, how high does it go? The universe is limitless. But he's not talking just about that heaven's. He's talking about his heavens, and it's just as limitless as the universe, right? And it's inside you, and that's where he lives, and that's where he resides. 
And you are limitless in him. You have an abundance in him. You have everything you need in him, right? He says he has freely given us some things. All right? Like how much you guys pay for air? I mean, not there you put in your tire, but there you're breathing right now. It's free. How much do you pay when you go to the ocean for watching those drops of water come in? I mean, how much does the water cost out there? As long as they're not bottling it up. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on how much gas it is. Yeah. You guys see the point? How much, the stars in the sky. You already have an abundance of oxygen. You, in fact, you have so, there's so much out there, there's no way you could breathe it all for yourself. Try to do that. Like, hey, you know something? I'm mad at you guys because you're taking all my oxygen. That's what they do when you see someone with lots and lots of money. Everyone's like, we should just break it down and give it to everybody and then it would be equal. But the problem is, is five, ten years later, the same people who had the money in the first place would have it all again and they'd be broke too because they're not broke in their bank account. They're broke in their thoughts. Until you fix the thoughts, until you fix the heart, nothing else is going to work. You might have it for a minute, but then it's going to... Right? But we know we got plenty of oxygen. I'm telling you, there's more, more supply out there than you'll ever need because your supply is not based on your bank account. Your supply is banked based on his supply. My God supplies all my needs according to what? His riches in where? In glory. In Christ Jesus, right? Remember the, the prodigal son? The, the, the big brother's been there the whole time. And here the son's coming and he's run out and he's spent all the money and, and he's like, I'm just going to come back as a servant if I can just be a servant. And he's coming back as a servant. Before he even gets there, his father's running to him and he's putting on the best robe and he's putting on the best sandals. I mean, he's got, he's got Louis Vuitton or, or Versace or whatever. I don't know. I don't know all the fancy stuff. I know the fancy cars because I like cars, right? Right? He's got the Wranglers. That's pretty fancy for a cowboy, right? He's like, he's giving him all the best stuff, and his son's sitting there in the best stuff, in the best robe, with the best sandals, saying, hey, he's done, he done messed up. He done blew all of his stuff. It's like, like, why does he get to come back, and why are you killing the fatty calf for him? And the father's looking at him like, where's the, where's the limit to what I have? He said, everything I have is yours, and all you have to do is take it. That goes with everything in our life. How about grace? There's only so much grace. Man, you can only sin so many times. And then God's like, it's like Jesus when he died on the cross. You know, he's like, boy, I hope this works. You know, this really hurts. You know, I hope at least one person gets this. Right? And then he gets up there and he's like, okay, I'm out, man. Hopefully it's done. And then, you know what he said? It is finished. He wasn't hoping it would work. He knew it would work. He wasn't looking with just physical eyes because everybody didn't want him. Everybody rejected him. 
He was looking in the spiritual. He's like, I don't care. I'm still going to die for them. I'm still going to give my life for them because I love them. That is true love. And that's the nature. He said, I only do what I see the Father do. So how can we have a Jesus who only does what he sees a Father do that, and then have a Father that's like Zeus, that's like Wapamo? It doesn't, it doesn't add up. The math ain't there. You guys see what I'm saying? So here, his thoughts are way up here. So now I start thinking, well, maybe, maybe I am good looking. I'm just broke. Okay, so you just go up here. Well, you know, I'm not totally broke. I'm kind of rich because I'm in America. And then right here. And then you're like, well, you know, things are going good. Not only am I I'm making more money now, I, I have health. I have a great, great wife, and I'm, I'm looking better every day. Look at me. I'm, I'm getting closer and closer. That's supposed to be a le- uh, whatever. I don't even know what it is anymore, right? But then I'm like, you know what? How about instead of trying to do it in my flesh, I just say, you know what? My thoughts are not your thoughts, but I can think like you because I come into agreement with your word, and I just come up here. Even if I'm down here, I'm still playing this note. What's that? Yeah. I'm still playing that note. Are the music people grimacing at me? Right? What if I just say, you know what, God? I'm going to come into agreement with your word. I'm going to come into agreement with what you say. I want to come in agreement and let this be the authority over my entire life. Not my emotions, what I hear, see, taste, touch, and smell. But I'm going to trust you. Maybe, maybe you feel. That's why it's so important. Let, let the weak say, I am strong, right? When he told the people that, they, he said, I want you to beat your plows into swords. Right? He's like, go to battle. These guys weren't even soldiers. And you know what God did? God gave them the victory because they didn't trust just in what their ability was. They felt like this down here, but they really were this right here. Right? And so I want to come into alignment with him, and then I can see. See that? It's pretty handy. Okay, you don't see it, do you? Do you know what those are now? <laughs> then I can see, right? And I'm not talking about seeing in the, just in the physical. So here's the thing. It's like you, take care, you take care of inside business on the inside. You don't take your inside business to the outside. So that's, what I, that's one thing I try to do. What is it, Matthew 6? says when you go into the closet, right? Then you see other, he's like, don't be like the Pharisees are beating their chest, saying, look at me, like they're putting dirt on their face to make them look even worse. Look at me, thank God for me, because if I wasn't here, God would be in trouble. Come do it like I'm doing. Come follow God like me, because I aren't. That's that's not. That's You're trying to do it in your own flesh, and you really might, might not even be on this chart. 
Jesus said, no, no, no. He's like, I had enough of this kind of stuff. And those are really the only people he really hit. Why? Because they were saying, I don't need you. Those were the ones who rejected him the most, right? But it says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at what? At God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man. When God spoke well of his offerings, and by faith, he still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Now watch this. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. What? What's the root of all sin? Unbelief. Right? Don't believe what God said. So it's just a reverse. Whoop. You know, I'm going to believe you, God. I'm not going to believe you because I see it. I'm not going to be a doubting Thomas. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in some of his ways. In all of his ways, right? So am I going to believe you? Or am I not? Right? And then it says this, and I love this because this is really powerful. It says this, And without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, that he is, that I am. Do you get that? And that he rewards those that earnestly seek who? Him. It said he was commended by God for his faith, not in faith in what could be seen, but his faith in in the spiritual realm, and he got so close to, to the unseen that God said, hey, you just might as well come join me now. And then they couldn't see him no more. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Think about that. Now, how many, I always hear this at funerals. A lot. It's a scripture. Anybody know what scripture I'm getting ready to go to? It's in Psalms. Psalms 23, verse 1. It says this, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his... For his what? For his name's sake. What's his name? I am. I am. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Why? Because I am present. Right? Not in the past, not in the future. He is right now. You must believe that he is, that he exists, and is a rewarder for those who diligently seek him. He is. That's what we're saying do you believe that Jesus died for your sins and wants to live in your heart and breathe, come to life in you again? I do. Like you're, you're, it's like, say, hey, you, honey, would you, do you want to be my wife in 200 years? I'm going to go away, and then we'll have a relationship. But in the meantime, you just hang out. Probably not going to work out that way. Right? 
right now. Right now. Guys, hear what I'm saying? And I know I hit this hard, but I have to hit this hard because everybody else is in la-la land, and I don't want to be in la-la land. And when I say everybody else, I don't mean that personally. I'm sure people's intentions are, are good, mostly. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they come for me. You prepare a table before me in the presence. That's table in Hebrew is Hanan, and it means place of grace. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Now watch this. What happened to Shirley and goodness? I don't know who Shirley is. I thought it was Laverne and Shirley. Do you ever see that? But watch this. It says, the Lord is my what? The I am that I am. Can you read that? I'm going to make you guys work. The I am is my Roy. You know what that word right there in Hebrew is? It's shepherd. Oh, so now we see the great I am that I am is the head with, with the eye that sees through the spirit, through the grace. He sees things. When I seen that, it jumped out to me like Genesis 1.1, right? Or Genesis. What happened? The Holy Spirit hovered over the face. So what he's saying? The Lord is my shepherd. My shepherd. Now, when we think of a shepherd, in, in the Hebrew days, the shepherd were lowly. Like, that's not a real good thing to be, but they'd fight. They had deep passion. In, in the Arabic, it, it's um, more of a, um, it means more deep passion. The Lord is my deep passion. He's my shepherd. He guides me. He leads me. Right? And I shall not want. Why do I not want? Because I am. Do you guys see that? Like, Pastor James, you're whacked, right? No. So you guys want to know what how the Hebrew mindset and how they, like, they break it down even into more different levels, right, when you get with the rabbis. So you got this level here, and you got another level here, another level, and you just keep going deeper, and you keep digging in the pictographs and the letters and the numbers. Everything is telling a story. So what's God saying? He's like, I am your shepherd. I'm the one. I'm the head who can see everything and breathe life into it. And there's no reason for you to want. There's no reason for you to fear. You have everything you need supplied because of me. His name is a strong tower. What's his name? I am that I am. Right? The name of Jesus. What is Jesus' name? I am salvation, right? He's given you, he's like, we call on the name of Jesus. We're, we're, we're calling on salvation himself. Like he said, here's a clue. And they need a lot of them in some states that have longhorns as their mascot for their football team, right? Here's a clue. What do you think of that? And I shall not want. Now, I found this. The word want in Hebrew is haser. I wrote it right because I want you to see that. 
But when I seen that, you know what I seen? Chase. A chaser. Do you think that's a coincidence? Like, really? So when you're wanting, what are you doing? You're chasing. You're always trying to get something. Right? But that word means literally like to lack. I shall not lack. I shall not want. I have, my God supplies all my needs according to his glory in Christ Jesus. Do you need healed? Maybe you need your heart healed. Maybe, maybe your feelings have been really hurt and your heart's been broken and, and you just keep doing good. You know what? He's your shepherd. He's the one that will fight for you with deep passion and guide you and lead you to green pastures. Maybe you're in the valley of the shadow of death, but he's the one that will be your strength. You don't have to fear. Don't fear what you see, for he is with you. You can trust him. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If I'm not wanting, that means I'm not chasing something I already got. It's like, I wish I had a white Land Rover Discovery. Hey, what, I, I want a white Land Rover Discovery. Would you guys, what do you guys think if I got a white Land Rover Discovery? I would be so excited and it'd feel so great. Go look in the parking lot. You walk out, Pastor James, you already got it. No, but I want it. I really want it. But you already got it. No, but I want it. What do I got to do to get it? Maybe I got to enter a drawing. Maybe I need to, to, to get a raise. Maybe I need to work extra jobs. Maybe I need to sell horses. What do I need to do to get my, my Land Rover Discovery? Pastor James, you already got it. How do you think he got here today? What Jesus did for you. He died for you. He paid the price for you so you can live in his righteousness, so you can live in his peace, so you can live in his hell, so you can live in his prosperity. You already got it. You're not trying to raise up these scales. You're just coming in agreement with him so that you can see on the same level he is. And he's the one who breathes the life. He's the head. But are you going to come into agreement with God? Or are you going to keep living on what you see, hear, taste, touch, and feel? I'll tell you where that is. That's the record of the dead. That's a tombstone. But what's in the spirit realm? That lasts forever. There is no lack. How many of you guys can see oxygen is my last thing? That air you breathe that's so abundant? You guys just told me that it's abundant everywhere. Right? How many of you guys see that? So if you can't see it, I guess it don't exist, right? Because you can feel it if that wind's blowing, but what if the wind's not blowing? You still can't feel it. But no one ever doubts there's oxygen until you got a lack of it. I'm telling you, God's bigger than that. Are you going to trust him? I dare you. Amen? So, Father, I thank you. I give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www dot silverlakebaptist dot o r g